When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast where we talk all things Star Wars. My name is Colin. And my name is Matt. And we are back. The Hawk team is back. I hope everyone had a good holiday. Um, Let's just dive right into it. Diving. Okay. Uh, First topic we want to talk about uh, was the Star Wars uh, Rise of the Resistance ride at uh, Galaxy's Edge. Oof. Yeah, dude. Um... So it is set to uh, be open to the public on January seventeenth of twenty twenty. So we got we got one more week next Saturday. Oh, for um for the people in Disneyland, but it's actually been open. Right, I'm talking about yeah, Disney, Disney World. Disney um, World, a whole different story. And 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 actually, um, I'm going there in March officially. Right. We've got the plane tickets bought and everything, and you're going in April. Yeah, I'm going in April. You're going in March. Uh, we're gonna both be doing like coverage, of, yeah. like our experiences in yeah. Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, um, because of when James went, he did not record really any of his reactions or anything. James was enjoying his time with his wife. It's understandable. Yeah, totally it's okay. understandable. But I w- won't hold it against him. But when that much. But when we go, I'm gonna have someone. Yeah, I wanna like get like a GoPro and then like attach it to my head or something. Dude, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm gonna be so. I mean, because of Galaxy's Edge is is the chance for fans to actually emerge in the world. Like, it's, like, different from watching the movies and playing the games and stuff. Right. In this, you're actually walking around in the world of Star Wars. Like, the cast members are actually um, in character the entire time. When when you pay for something, it's not like, um, oh, hey, um, let me see your card. It's like, hey, can you put your card in this droid? I need some credits. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's so cool. So I'm really excited um, because it's Disney, but at the same time, it's you know I'm like I mean it's 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 the chance to actually dive in into the world and make every fan's like dream come to life because of you you know possibly getting interrogated by stormtroopers. Um, oh, I'm really hoping I do. Actually. Yeah, yeah, it's like I'm gonna be getting a lightsaber and I'm gonna be yeah. building it and I'm gonna like yeah. use it and if anyone comes at me. Yeah. So what's up? <laughs> I and for getting a lightsaber, um, you have to make a reservation to actually go go into that experience, and that's including for the cantina as well. Right. Which reminds me, I I've been I, as I've been preparing for yeah. Galaxy's Edge, I've yeah. been doing like a decent amount of research on like the park itself, yeah. where to go, how to get reservations. Um, and one thing I came across that I don't really think about that often, but I think a lot of people should think about yeah. is proper Galaxy's Edge etiquette. Oh, yeah. And um, I'm sure other people have talked about this, but um, like I've like looked at tips and like what to do, and like I'm just gonna like go through like yeah. the etiquette that yeah, yeah. that I thought was important, and I think that everyone should 
take with them as they go to Galaxy's Edge. I think I know one of them, Which and is. it's it's saying uh, for the Spire or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because of I know that's something that, that they say a lot, and I think that you can trade stuff with other cast members and stuff like that, like like coins and. Um, I'm not sure if that's true, but I did hear that from a couple of people that have went. So, um, go ahead. Okay, so I think the number one um, proper etiquette for Galaxy's Edge is to respect the cast members that work there. Yeah. Because, um, A, they, well, the cast members are always going to be in character. That's like a rule that they have for like proper like character development. Yeah. And uh, so step one, don't ever touch the the cast members without permission like especially like don't just walk up to like Chewbacca and pet him because I've seen like videos of like people like disrespecting cast members at Galaxy's Edge and I think that's really just disappointing and I don't want that to happen so don't disrespect the cast members always show them the utmost respect because they're working in like extremely pressure under pressure conditions Um, like if you're I don't think you would want to be in a Chewbacca costume in the middle of May yeah. um, in Orlando, Florida. Yeah. That and, sounds and, like and, hell. And that heat. And then for the Stormtroopers, too. But for the Stormtroopers, they do have room for fans, like other helmets. And number two is plan ahead. Um, if you are planning on eating at a specific location, um, make a reservation. Yeah. If you uh, are going to, like, Docking Bay 7 on Ronto Roasters, the milk stand... Uh, know where it is and be prepared to stand in line because there's more than likely going to be a line. Yeah. And the best way to like to prepare is to uh, offer the mobile order through the Disneyland app which um, or the Disney World app too. Like right. Having those apps, like the map of the, the entire, like an interactive map, yeah. those things help so much. And like the first time I went to Disney World, I was like, I got this. And I grabbed like the paper pamphlet map and I was like, this is all I need. And I think like half my day was literally finding things. And I didn't get to experience the park like like you should. Right. And so always be prepared with with your meal plans, make reservations, plan ahead. Um, and number one is etiquette. And what was number three? Uh I can't remember what number three was. Okay, it'll come back to me. That oh. was there was like three that I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, I mean, and here's also a tip that try and get to the park early in the morning if you want to do any of the rides, um, especially over at Galaxy's Edge, just because of the fact that that the Rise of the Resistance is a very new ride and Smuggler's Run is kind of dying down, but there's still going to be a big line for it, so. I know a bunch of people that get there early just to go to these rides. And for your reservations, when you buy your tickets, you make the reservations right there now. And you actually need reservations to build a lightsaber and actually go into the cantina. You don't need a reservation to build the droid. Um, but I'm super excited to just do most of it. I probably won't build a droid. I'll probably do, do the lightsaber experience, even though I have a lightsaber. I just want to... You can never have too many lightsabers. What? You can never have too many lightsabers. Oh, yeah, true. Um, but the cool thing is, is that is that Frank Oz actually does the... Um, Frank Oz's voice. Does, oh, yeah. I was like, he's yeah. not there. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's a very cool thing. So, if you guys get the chance, 
Um, Try and go to Galaxy's Edge. So, like, when you go to Galaxy's Edge, what is like? What are your top three things that you're like looking forward to either seeing, buying, or ex- just experiencing? <sighs> well, probably going to can probably going to the Cantina is, is a big one. August Cantina. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what else. No, that's it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Yikes. There is the Smuggler's Run. James did a review on it. Uh, He didn't necessarily like it because of... um, It was a lot of... The best way to describe it, it's more interactive a ride than most of them because of each person actually has a position. And if you're the pilot, you're the actual pilot. So... Every movement you do goes with the Falcon. So, so if you accidentally like right. aim it towards like a building, you're gonna crash into that building. I'm okay with and, that. And like, I mean, it's it's a very intense thing. So, if being a pilot is something you wish not to do, then you might want to trade with someone when you're walking in if they want to trade. Right. Um. But but for me personally, I do want to try being a pilot just because of the fact that uh um. That I've always dreamed of flying the Falcon. So and, and it's like the most iconic, yeah, like, ship. Yeah. So they, I think the only ship that I can think of that's more iconic than than the Millennium Falcon is probably like the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> like when I hear ship, I either think Millennium Falcon or Titanic. Yeah, that's it. So no, I mean it's yeah. it's something or super, the Enterprise maybe. Yeah, I mean it's something that I think every fan should at least attempt to do. Um, right. If you ever played, um, I know that they have these at most of the, um, can't think of the place, um, what's the, oh man, um, it's an arcade for adults. Dave and Busters? Dave and Busters. Oh yeah, they have yeah, the, like, yeah, the 3D, um, like, uh, X-Wing fighter. Yeah, um. I played that game, and it, honestly, it gave me a headache with how, like, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, it's, um, it's called Star Wars Battle Pod. It's it's that same concept, but into an actual Way ride, bigger, and you have ride. like more controls to do. Right. So, because I play Battle Pod, and it's kind of yeah, it's like it's immersive. Yeah, but there's only so much you can do with the controls. Right. Like it's kind of, it's you, you kind of have control over, it, yeah. but you kind of don't at the same time. It's the same concept, um, but that one's just more immersive and right more and I mean and, and, and that's mainly like the screen you're looking around it's changing stuff like the thing doesn't actually move but in the Falcon everything moves right uh, so I think every everyone who who wants to fly the Falcon you know who has ever dreamed of flying the Falcon should go on this ride now the Rise of the Resistance is a totally different um, ride um, now that one's a sit down ride. Yeah, you can kind of just—it's a visual one rather than interactive. Yeah, and the visuals are amazing. Yeah, you are going into into a first order star destroyer, and you're just going around the ship, and then something bad goes wrong, and then you're getting blasted at, and and it's like you're actually in like a mission in the Star Wars universe, and it's pretty cool. Um, they got. Um, they they actually got Daisy Ridley and Oscar Isaac and John Boyega and Adam yeah. Driver to actually do the voices and um, of the actual like characters and I'm not gonna spoil it for you but it's 
It's amazing. And I was also it very, really very impressed with the uh, animatronics, yeah, as well as the 3D renderings of like yeah. the screens that they use. Like, it looks. It, they make it look so much like you're actually there, and it's insane. And um, like, and it's, it, it, they have that theme throughout all of Galaxy's Edge. Like, you could literally just walk down the street, and you could like walk up to a wall, right? And there was literally just hours of time spent on a wall. Like, where's this blaster mark come from? Yeah, there's no, probably a story behind where that blaster mark. There, comes there from. are so many like. There are so many details. One of my favorite details, which I haven't seen yet, but I heard, which is pretty cool, is that um, is in the cantina. Is in the okay. cantina. There's like the blaster marks, like on the and like on the wall and right. stuff like that. It's from back in the day during the Clone Wars, like before he was an admiral. Thrawn and Anakin went to that cantina. And there was a shootout, mm-hmm. and that's that's so crazy. Um, um, uh, that story is in one of the Thrawn books, so it's it, it's so cool that they've got so many details from, they, from yeah, the books, they, the they comics, the games, canon, and then they take like, it's everything. Amazing! Else it it's amazing, and just because of this ride, they also came up with a couple of new characters, and I can't think of of the character. Um, I can't think of her name, but she came from the from the Black Spire book, and she. Is an actual character you can meet at Galaxy's Edge. I have no idea what you're talking about. I I, I I can't think of her name. Hmm. But no, she's um no, it's 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 so crazy how much how much stuff has been um like has been introduced into the Star Wars universe because of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Uh, I'm really excited to go. I think Matt's super excited to go. Yeah, and I also like the fact that like the Rise of Resistance, it gives us an inside look of the, of a Star Destroyer that we have never seen before. There is a giant battalion of stormtroopers. Like when you're waiting in like line, right in the hangar. Yeah, yeah, it's oh my gosh, it's insane. Like because like in like the Force Awakens and the Last Jedi yeah. and Rise of Skywalker, we see the exterior yeah. of a Star Destroyer, but we the only time we ever like really see the inside of is like the bridge. Yeah, and. The hangar, and then in Rise of Skywalker, we see like Kylo Ren's personal quarters mm-hmm. and like the interrogation, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, like you don't see anything else, but you like you're inside of a Star Destroyer when you're in Rise of the Resistance. So, um, that's cool. That's um, really cool. And kind of going off topic, um, this actually goes to Star Wars Battlefront too because of they're actually adding a, a capital supremacy to the sequel era, so you'll actually be able to go into a first order. Star. Oh, you're talking about for Battlefront Two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So. Oh yeah, we were just playing Battlefront Two before we even started recording. Yeah. Yeah. I still can't believe they're adding a PBA as a hero in that game. I don't. It's going to be interesting. Gonna <laughs> it's, it's, it's 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 going to be interesting. I just like look at them like I don't they do. know how yeah. that's going to work. Is it going to just z- jolt someone and be like z- you're dead? <laughs> kind of like a like a, when you're playing like Call of Duty and you have like the tomahawk. That's like an instant kill. If BB-8 zits you, you're 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 dead. <laughs> it's an instant kill. And uh, and then maybe Punimote can be like the thumbs up thing. That, or, that, I don't know if that's a thumbs up. Well, <laughs> or the yeah. Oh, <laughs> the one uh, is it, I think it's uh, in the Force Awakens where BB-8 like flips the bird. Well, it's not obviously it's not, but like everyone knows what it is to uh, Finn. Or FN two one eight seven at the time apparently. Well, he's Finn actually. Sorry. Yeah. Um, 
another thing on Galaxy's Edge is like like in the first like like pictures of Galaxy's Edge, like like the one fo- I think I remember a photo of the Millennium Falcon and like you're just standing in front of it and it is massive. It's a it's the life size it's of the like, Millennium Falcon. It's one to one scale and it is like detailed. I'm gonna cry. I am I am to the bottom. I am gonna walk around that corner and I'll probably go on my knees and I'll probably like cry. Be, <laughs> I, I mean like I'll, I mean it's gonna be the most dramatic thing in the world. Dude at Star Celebration Weaver. in Chicago, they had a life size X Wing. They had a life size TIE fighter. Right. And it felt kind of like an out of body experience because it's like Okay, compare compare like um, Star Wars Celebration to yeah. Galaxy's Edge because you've been to Star Wars Celebration. I will totally do a comparison to it, um, just because of with with Galaxy's Edge, you've actually got the actors like in the building with you and stuff like that, which is pretty cool. And they do got some life size props, but with I can't wait to go to Star Wars Celebration this year. Anaheim twenty twenty this year. This oh year. my gosh! I totally forgot what year it was. We're in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we've all felt that. Yeah, no, it's yeah. It, Star Wars stuff podcast will be there. All of us, yeah. the whole team, all, oh Tatooine team, and the whole squadron. Team. Yep, will be there. It, so if you're there, say hello, please. Mm-hmm. I like to say hello. Um, you never said your number three for oh. Well, would it be seeing the Millennium Falcon? Would that be your number three? Because the number two is flying it, dude. You, so I, was like, I don't know. You, okay, to be honest, you really can't pinpoint just like three things because there's so much going on and there's so many Easter eggs and mm-hmm. and they've actually got this app where where it's got the Star Wars language on there and if you hold it up to the yeah to the it's called it's like a Google Translate but with a camera yeah and and, and you hold it and it translates. It's the language for you and tells you what it actually says. Like when I was doing my research on um, on what to expect when going to the Alex's Edge, one of them says English is not the first language here. It's Urabesh. And the language honed in Star Wars films and television shows over like the past 40 years. And you're like still able to find your way towards uh, like the food and shopping. And um, it's just kind of weird like that there's a Disney parks app that'll like, that'll like translate it for you so like it's kind of funny that like it's so immersive that you actually have to translate the language yeah because you're in a different world right and like it's like if i were to if i were to go to like germany and i needed to read a sign but it's in german and i need to, to be in english yeah i can't read german it's exactly the same thing it's like you're visiting another world and they take it that far you are going into a different world yeah. like galaxy's edge is batu like mm-hmm. as soon as you enter um and just walking around and stuff they've actually got like speakers like in different places where where they've got different um sounds of like ships taking off and stuff and people actually look up to see if there's like 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 real ships taking off yeah people are like wait what the heck is happening that's how immersive this and they places. add like those giant bases, yeah. Like, or like, right, like it's a box. Like it's yeah, a, it's a it's a gonk. Yeah, but then all of a sudden it's yeah. a giant base, and it, you can like feel a right. shit taking off. The 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 cast members are like into it too. It's not like you're walking I would love in to just work and there. I mean, <laughs> they're in character the entire time. They will, you know, probably talk. I mean, because of each cast member, also like has a thing where like tells you f- of what planet they're from 
right on on on, on their name tags and on top of that their like name tags are also in the Star Wars language as mm-hmm. well so it's so it's so crazy how immersive that fans are going to feel just walking into this I'm so excited I'm so excited I'm like, to go. let's go next week yeah so. this week tomorrow I'm going today uh, and let's go right another <laughs> thing um okay let me just go through my top three I think my top three number one um would probably be be um seeing like being in the cantina okay like it's like every single Star Wars film you've ever yeah. seen there's some sort of a cantina right. scene and on top of that there's an easter egg um for Disney itself because of the DJ is Captain Rex I'm not talking about I thought you were like, going to say Max Rebo yeah, I mean, no, <laughs> uh, no, not there yet hold no, on like, no um no but um a Captain Rex um not from the Clone Wars but from Star Tours there was a droid that would pilot the ship and his name was Captain Rex, but then when they but but then when they switched everything over, um, and they kind of rebooted the ride, uh, see three PO became the like captain or pilot of the ship. So oof. so they didn't do anything w- with the original Captain Rex. So now Captain Rex is the DJ over in. So they like just reuse the animatronic. Yeah, That's yeah. Funny. So so, it's like recycling. Yeah. Disney Parks cares. Well. Yeah. Plus, it's expensive, so why not use it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I think my number two is going to be building a lightsaber. I think that's going to be a very immersive experience. And mm-hmm. I've watched so many videos of people building the lightsabers, and I'm like, oh my god, I can't wait to do that. <laughs> why haven't I done that already? That's, it's, I mean, yeah, whatever. Uh, I think number three, uh, most people don't think about it, and I've been wanting to do it like pretty much all my life, and I've tried to do it before at home, but drinking blue milk. I've actually had blue milk. Um, is it any good? Well, like 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 Disney Parks blue milk, or are we just I haven't like a tried. You made at home. I haven't tried the Disney Parks blue milk. I tried some over at um, at the Five Hundred First Bash over in twenty seventeen, right for for the celebration that they had there. But the cool thing about the blue milk they have there is is they have the non alcoholic drink and they have that. And then they have the right. actual alcoholic drink. So and it, there's actually more than one place to get the blue milk. Yeah. Like there's the there's the milk stand. Yeah, and you can also like get the non-alcoholic drink. I probably at will. Olga's Cantina. I probably will do the blue and milk. It's served, it's served sure. differently there. Oh yeah, at Olga's Cantina. Like if you go to the milk stand, you yeah. get the blue milk. If you go to Olga's Cantina, it's different. It's served like a like frozen. Yeah, it's served like a slushy, and. I think that's a little weird. <laughs> I was like, frozen milk. All right, here we go. Yeah. Um, uh, but but at the cantina, it's served room temperature, so I'm like... Yeah. Well, I... Used. Well, again, if you want to get into the cantina, you have to make a reservation, so... Right. Like so, I said, part two of my etiquette, yeah. always pre- pre-prepare. Yeah. And if you're thinking I'm a little premature to pre-prepare, better to be pre-pre-pre-prepared. Exactly. Yeah. Pre-pre-pre-pre. Okay, right. Prepared. Sorry. Yeah. No, but yeah. So that's that's our topic for uh, Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> yeah, I could talk about this all day. Yeah, I mean because of there's so much to go over to. But when we actually go, we will do a full breakdown. And yeah, I, I'll do a couple actually, yeah. probably. It, it, um, and I know a couple of months ago we were actually planning on going, but then something did happen. So we yeah, we had, going, a, but, we had a family emergency. But now you know. Nothing is going to get in our I've way. I've got my plane tickets bought. Like, I am going, 100% going. There's nothing stopping me. Even if you so, lose a leg, Colin? 
<laughs> I will hop all the way to Florida. <laughs> all right. At least you have a cane to use. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Okay, moving on. Uh, our next topic of discussion is rumors. Yes. So take take this with a grain of salt. Um, or a grain of sugar, if you want. Grain, or a grain of sugar. It doesn't matter. Uh, I think it would be cool. Um, there's a lot of people saying that it probably won't happen. But I'm kind of curious how it would tie in. But... It's still rumor. We're not, this yeah. is definitely not us saying it's yeah. going to happen. A, a Jar Jar Binks is probably going, Binks. going to appear in Kenobi with a beard. What the? I'm just trying to imagine that. But I see it happening just because of... Okay, so Hayden... Hayden Christensen. Hayden Christensen in the past couple of years has been making, you know, a bunch of... Noise. Noise. He's kind of come out of hiding or you know what i think or wherever part he's of the been. reason if if he's not i mean he's going to be i i don't know why he has no reason not to, to come be back yeah for Anakin's yeah for kenobi at least but you know i mean also uh, part of the reason why i think he's coming into light again is because like all of the rest of media in general memes control everything and i've seen a lot of memes, Anakin skywalker yeah. memes coming up in like the past year or two and for a millennial such as myself, if a meme is starting to get popular, yeah. it's going to happen. Yeah, I, I mean... Like Baby Yoda. Yeah, exactly. Baby, Yo- Baby That's Yoda... That's why Baby Yoda is so popular, yeah. Yeah, and like, I'm sure that Bob Iger is like, yeah, Baby Yoda's going to be cool. But I don't think he ever expected it to take off like no, it did. He it, didn't. He it, talked it's about it so in an insane. interview. He was like, I knew he was going to be a big character because he's so cute. But I never expected this kind of a, a positive response. Well, people are making their own... 3D printed like versions of Baby Yoda because like of you are well not you but well you would, yeah I, I am friend. on a project with yeah but uh, no but the cool thing is that you know so many people want this stuff but it's not out in stores yet like there's no toys there's a couple of shirts and stuff but there's no toys that, yeah there's a lot of like off brand like like yeah like like uh, memorabilia that you yeah. can get but nothing. Nothing. Oh, that, and it, since we're back talking about Jar Jar Binks, yesterday or not yesterday, but two days ago, I was just scrolling through my Facebook feed, and I, I follow a lot of Star Wars yeah. themed um, pages and stuff like that. And I scrolled across this one photo, and it was the Mandalorian. Yeah, and he he was in his original armor, like the one with yeah. the burgundy, and um, and <laughs> Jar Jar Binks' head cropped onto the <laughs> Mandalorian, and I stopped scrolling and I said, "What's happening? That looks oh. that looks kind of cool." <laughs> I was like, you can never fit Jar Jar Binks' head inside of a, a Mandalorian no, helmet, obviously. No. But I was like, Jar Jar Binks looks pretty B.A. right now. Well, and and here's the thing, though. If Jar Jar Binks comes back, to be honest, I think that would be pretty cool because of... We all know he would not be the same Jar Jar Binks that, that we grew up with just because of everything that happened. He's pretty much the reason why the Emperor is kind of in power because if he gave the emergency powers, he's the one who actually, yeah. you know... He got tricked, unfortunately, but he's the one that gave the Emperor emergency powers. Do you think... Uh, like, like gave the Senate the idea of it. Do you think Ahmed Best would voice him? Ahmed Best would 100% be back. I right. guarantee it. He's also been making noise, too. He was at the 2019 celebration. He hasn't showed up to a celebration in years. Mostly because of the amount of backlash he experienced when he was... Yeah. There. I always felt so bad for Ahmed. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I love you. I it, don't care what they say. It's okay. <laughs> it wasn't even, I mean, 
for the actors who who got you know m- you know made fun of for like the roles that they did it's it's sad but at the same time it's just like they did their job exactly what they were supposed to do like i mean w- w- I, I don't know what i just said there um uh they did their job exactly how they were supposed to because that's how the script was written right and i i thought the same way when we were when they when the backlash came with jake lloyd yeah and i was like you leave that little boy alone yeah no he did exactly what he needed to do um the um the actress who played rose did exactly what she needed to um and she also got a lot of backlash she did nothing wrong she did exactly what she was supposed to and that's the same thing with hayden christensen and now he's he's huge again um uh and the actor who played Georgia Banks, Ahmed Best, he's you know a, 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 every time his name pops up in something, people are like, oh my gosh, it's Georgia Banks! Like, yeah. like what's happening? So, think... it's not really a surprise that he would show up in Kenobi. No, it would be really cool, especially you know with everything that happened in the past, like from Episode Three to Kenobi, because of you know the Empire. We never really heard anything. The canon version is that he was a street clown. On Naboo, um, uh, <laughs> just thinking about him. Being well, well, I mean, I mean, well, it makes sense because of he 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 he, he kind of got put in exile um, by by the other people just because of 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 the position that he like kind of pushed to the emperor and saying, "Hey, I, you know, I think we should all grant him emergency powers." Like, I was like, ah. Yeah, like, come on. Come on. Yeah, so... And, I mean, I remember the scene that came right before, like, that. It was, like, when... Uh, what's the, the guy with the horns? Oh, the, yeah, the, yeah. When he was, like, only, only a senator Amidala was here. here. And then I look yeah. over at Senator Palpatine and he goes, hmm. He's yeah. like, oh, okay. Yeah. And I was like, you shut up. You shut up. Yeah. You, you, you conjuring little... Uh, you nerf herder. Yeah. You, you nerf herder. Yeah, so... It's, Fuzzball. It's not... I mean... I started to take a grain with salt because I, I don't want to get any hopes up. But to be honest, I could totally see that happening. I could. I mean, I'd be okay with it. I, I don't. I swear to God, if the backlash happens again, um, I'm gonna retaliate. This I time. really don't think it would. I, I mean, mean, because I'm, I imagine that that Lucasfilms and Disney would succumb to all of the the fan la- backlash, and they would make changes. Right. I think they would use the same voice. They voice actors, but they would they, change it to make people not hate it. They probably would do the the like the same motion capture and stuff, and and again, people would flip out if Amor Best came back because if people love, um, people love you know seeing things from the past, you know, in a newer light. That's why people love the Mandalorian because of it was new. But, but it, it was going back. But it was going back because if it did have a taste of of the original trilogy, it did have you know stormtroopers. Um, they even made fun of you know stormtroopers can't shoot anything, and that's been a joke running for forty two <laughs> years. Then they forty two years that joke's been running. Can. So it's it, well, actually forty three years now. So no, it's twenty twenty. Yeah. So it's just people love only stormtroopers ha- have such a people love having a taste of the past so i could see them 100 percent doing that and, and if having, they don't yeah it'd be a wasted opportunity i'm just kind of interested on how they would do it so um yeah yeah 
Uh, and then jumping into the Rise of Skywalker, um, a lot of people. Spoiler if you haven't seen the Rise of Skywalker. Oh my but, gosh! But if you haven't, how many times have you seen it now? Four. Really? Yeah, only four. How about you? Nine. Did you really? I've seen it nine times. Whoa! <laughs> nine times. I've like after like the fifth time. I literally brought a notebook and a pen with me. <laughs> Are you competing with David? Because I know no, I'm, I wasn't even competing with David. My friends, I have these. I have a couple of friends who like are kind of like Star Wars yeah. fans, but they're not like huge into it. Like, um, and they were like, "I want to see Star Wars right. with someone who loves Star Wars, but I don't know much about it." And then they re- reach out to me like, "Hey, I haven't seen Star Wars yet. Do you want to go see it with me?" I'm oh, like, okay. Heck yeah, I want to go see it with you. Yeah. That happened like six times. That's crazy. And I was like, I'm never gonna say no. Well, oh my gosh, yeah, no, I mean, I saw it five times in IMAX. Five times in IMAX. Yeah, it's a little. <laughs> that's kind of expensive. I saw it. I saw it three times in IMAX, then I saw it one time in the normal theater. But because wow, Star, if you're like watching Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker. And in Celebration Cinema, which is what we have here in Grand Rapids, I don't know yeah. how far that extends, but we watch it in IMAX. We only have one IMAX theater in the greater Grand Rapids area. True. And it's like, I think it's $22, $25 a ticket, something like that, $22.50, I think. It's expensive. Yeah, and yeah. I've, I've seen it five times. That's a hundred. It's, that's, oh. it's worth it. And to be honest, there will not be a, like a, in my opinion, there won't be like a really good film to go see in IMAX for a while. Um, I'm trying to think of the next kind of. Film. I mean, for Marvel, I think the next big one is Black Widow, but at the same time, like just seeing Avengers in there, Star Wars. I don't know because when I, when we when I saw Rise of Skywalker, the trailer just blasted you with bass and the, like the soundtrack that was just the trailer alone. Like really, you could it it radiates inside of that, and it was intense. Like. Like the bass that comes out of the Black Widow soundtrack is kind of intense, and the IMAX does it really well because IMAX has like the best audio system that you can get, as well as the best projector. Right. Like I think the projector in IMAX is like forty thousand, something yeah. like that. It's like forty upwards of fifty thousand dollars for a single projector in IMAX, which is probably why there's only one of them around. Um, but it's intense, and I, it's. I wouldn't watch it every day because not every single movie requires IMAX. Yeah, not I, every single movie has like the amazing soundtrack or like the in, immersive like audio. Or for for Star Wars and Marvel movies, for sure, those are made for IMAX. I pre- yeah, I pretty much always yeah. do it in IMAX. Um, but I don't think there's a single Marvel yeah. and or Star Wars that I haven't seen in IMAX. No, like me and my dad had this tradition like for like since like the prequels. Every time a Star Wars movie came out, me and him went to go see it in IMAX. And yeah. Like, that's a tradition that me and my dad had. Yeah. Um, not necessarily, like, the first time together, but we'd always see it in IMAX. Yeah. Like, so, like, I remember we, so we saw... I didn't see Solo with him in IMAX. Holy crap. How did I not do that? That's crazy. The first time I saw Solo, it was kind of weird. The first time I saw it, it was the day it came out, but I was going to a drive-in with yeah. my friends. It was a oh, cel- okay. the Celebration Cinema drive-in. I would not be able to go and and see a movie for the first time in a drive-in. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't Wars, plan on seeing it. it. Oh, okay. I didn't plan on it. And then the people that I was with were like, "We're gonna go see Solo," and I was like, "No, no, 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 no." And then we saw it, and I was like, "Okay, great." Yeah. But um, yeah, that was. I think that's the only movie I haven't seen in IMAX for the first time. Um, 
But like the Force Awakens, I remember when that came out and with when I saw it with my dad. Um, that was just an amazing experience to like the the first of this trilogy, and then Last Jedi. Me and him saw it together. And then me and him saw it again, uh, The Rise of Skywalker, we saw it in IMAX. And we always go to the same theater, because there's only one around, right. obviously. But it's like, I mean, I don't know. I love IMAX, and like I have a I have a personal tradition that goes along with IMAX, so it's really cool. So, bottom line, free future Star Wars movies, go see an IMAX. But yeah. anyway, anyways. Holy crap, I just realized yeah. we were so yeah, off I know. topic. So, 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 so anyways, for The Rise of Skywalker... Um, the actor who plays, uh, the, um, the actor who plays Nine Numb, um, has come out with a statement. Oh, yeah, saying yeah, yeah. this that, is another rumor. Just yeah, relax. Um, saying that, um, his name is uh, his name is Mike Quinn. Um, saying that he is not dead. No, he's not dead yet. Um, sorry. Tanta <laughs> Four does get. Um, it gets a little z- yeah instant kill like i said well <laughs> so in the scene where the emperor does like his you know the most po- powerful like sith lightning anyone's ever seen on the ships and then the ships start like crashing down and Just stuff showing off you actually never see the 10 to 4 explode it's true now like when ray is looking through that little skylight that you see you can right. see the tentative but it's pretty high up right like, it's like like maybe yeah. 15, 20 seconds before it will yeah. hit the ground. Now, one now of the getting, writers yeah. um, in the Italian novel for The Rise of Skywalker right. has said that Nine Numb did die and Tenta Four did explode. I will say that the movie never 100% no. follows the storyline. And, 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 and here's the thing, which, which Mike Quinn also said, is that if a ship explodes... You know the person died, but we never actually saw a tent of four explode. Nope, and we never saw it. You know, leave the planet either. So, I'm kind of interested of what the real story is. They will probably make a statement soon um, about that, but or they won't, and they'll just leave us in suspense for like three years. Nah, I don't know. I guess we'll just have to figure out what's. No, but what I was thinking, and I was like, a lot of those ships. Like when he's doing his giant bolt of lightning, yeah. they're like pretty high up, but they're also like big ships. So yeah. getting a ship, like getting its engines back online and taking off once again with that much like inertia going the other direction, right? I mean, it's a great possibility that the Tantive couldn't have recovered from that fall. It's also a possibility with the technology of the Tantive Four that it could have. We never saw it explode. We never saw like, the the planet. It's possible that it could not have regained its control. It's possible that it could have. There's so much gray area. And I don't know if what gave Quinn his... I don't know why he would post that without... I don't know. I mean, it's, I, mean I, I would be okay if he's alive. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it was a missed opportunity that we didn't get to see him in Lando and... In the Millennium Falcon, but we did see Wedge and Tilly's on one of the guns in the Millennium Falcon, which was pretty cool. Yeah, to see him, he's like, "Nice shot, combat. Lando." Yeah, and that was terrible. I'm sorry, but for the Rise of Skywalker, this is pretty exciting. Still talking ooh, about ooh, the movie. Um, they um, for the for the BAFTA awards. Um, 
Oh, yeah. The movie was nominated for three awards for the best original score, which John Williams deserves. Um, John Williams is the bomb. Uh, and best sound and best special effects. So Didn't um, someone win best uh, film score? Like, for, Was it Golden Globes that someone won best film score? It was a woman composer. I can't remember okay. what film that was. I, uh, but this is BAFTA. This is different. Yeah. Okay. I was yeah. thinking of Golden um, Globes. No. No, I'm hoping for the Oscars that Star Wars wins a, at least one. I'm hoping for at least one. And Best Picture? <laughs> no. It will not win Best Picture. I know it won't. Um, Avengers Endgame, I could totally see being up there. Best um, Picture? It yeah. might be a nomination. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know. No. I mean. Then again, I haven't seen, like, I haven't seen Knives Out. Is, do you think Knives Out would be like a good uh, nominee for Best Picture? Or I don't know. I haven't seen it. I really should. I'm so sorry. I could see it being a nomination. I could also see the movie 1917 being a nomination too. Have you seen? That? I, I I just saw it yesterday. Okay. It was really good. It was it was really good. Um, because that's about World War One, right? Yeah, it's something that we've never seen. I mean, like of the camera angle that they used. I just I, is it first person? It's a continuous loop throughout the entire film, and and they really never actually cut, like, at all. So... Like, it's a continuous w- scene? Well, so, let's say if a camera was right here on you right now, and you kept walking, it just... Fo- it, like, through the entire movie, it just followed the characters through everything they did. It, I mean, like, it never went to, to, like, a different angle or anything like that. It was incredible. Okay. And I guess that's good for like yeah. production costs. Yeah, you need one camera, <laughs> right? So I, I, and on top of that, you know, I've never seen that being done. So maybe they could use that in a future Star Wars movie. I think that would be pretty cool. I trying to remember. There's like this one uh, movie where they had it like a like a first person, and like the camera was on the guy's chest, like almost the whole movie. What was that? Oh, um, some some stunt thing. I remember. Yeah, I know. I know what it is. Yeah, we I, all know what we're talking yeah. about. But anyways. So, isn't that like isn't that like a Saving Private Ryan like plot kind of feel? The nineteen seventeen um takes place World War One. Yeah, but doesn't like feel like Saving Private Ryan like or what's that kind of? Um, that's what I've heard. I mean, I mean, it's kind of, but it's no Saving Private Ryan. Nothing okay. gonna top Saving Private Ryan for like a war film. But um, wait, would you say about Saving Private Ryan? You said nothing tops it. <laughs> like, like of I can't think of any other war film that could top. Saving Private Ryan, no. HBO series uh, Band of Brothers. Oh, okay, Band of Brothers, but absolutely my absolute favorite. World but War but II. that's not a movie though. It's it's a series Show. of movies. Like okay. each one's like an hour and a half or something it's like not that. Technically a movie. It's, a, it's an, like an hour and twenty minutes. This is the, this is the Star Wars stuff podcast. Yeah, what are we doing talking about World Jeez, War II right man. now? Okay, I was reminiscing. Anyways, I hope I that war. I hope that John Williams wins. The 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 best original score for an Oscar because I think that'd be really cool. I I I'd be really happy if he if he ended up winning a BAFTA, but I think if he won the actual original score, it'd be amazing because if he's written so many great scores, not just from Star Wars but from other great franchises. He's also an well. amazing actor and bartender. I will add that. Oh yeah. Um, I um, because he actually finally makes a cameo in the Rise of Skywalker. Through all the films that he's scored for, 
It's way Star over, Wars. It's way overdue. Way overdue. And the fact that he showed up for like five seconds was just like, yes. Um, yep. But now jumping into The Mandalorian. Well, I mean, uh, John Williams does already have five Oscars, so. I know, but it's the final one. I mean, I guess, yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's it's the final movie. I think he did say that that this was going to be like his final movie that he scored. Yeah, he could retire. It's yeah. okay. Yeah, we'll take we'll take it from here. Thanks, John. So, jumping into the Mandalorian. Oh, right. Um, the Mandalorian's worth is a hundred and eight billion dollars. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of credits. J- just the show, not Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Just the show. That is insane. And we all know that... Now, let me just put this in perspective. Disney yeah. Plus's total current like net worth value is $320 billion. Yeah. One-third of their total revenue is from the... a single TV show. And it's... That's, oh, man. That's crazy. I mean... And to be honest, probably most of it's because of Baby Yoda. <laughs> Yeah. Um yeah, I've like, pretty crazy. But I will point this out that I read a couple different articles saying that a lot of people got Disney Plus subscriptions purely for the Mandalorian. And now that Mandalorian season 1 is over, they, they cancel, cancel the subscription and, and then when gonna, season 2 comes And out, when season yeah. 2 comes around, they renew their subscription, which is like, coming out this fall. That's like cheating the yeah. system. Yeah. And it's crazy that like I don't even I would I want want to see the reports from like December 2019, yeah. how many subscribers they have to January 2020, like how much did they lose and or gain? Yeah. So, I feel like they would have lost more. And this fall is actually going to be big for Disney Plus because not only is the second season of Mandalorian coming out, but they've also got um, season seven of Star Wars The Clone Wars is coming out. In February. February 17th. Yep, February 17th. That's, uh, that's, ah. that's coming up. Um, but. I'm so excited. But the fall for for Disney Plus is The Mandalorian and then the Winter Soldier and the Falcon show and then the WandaVision show as well. So it's actually going to be big for Marvel because of they've got... So you're thinking that even though The Mandalorian doesn't, isn't currently having releasing shows, you think Disney Plus will be okay because they have all those other TV shows? It, it, it depends on... On how the summer goes, it depends on what they do with like in the middle because of the reason why you know to this point it's done so well is mainly because of the Mandalorian, in my opinion. I mean, they do have some original shows, but people really just wanted to watch the Mandalorian. Um, I could do that. And going to the future, you know. Not only are we going to have the second season of Mandalorian, but we're also getting Kenobi, and we're also getting the Cassian Andor series, and and there's also a new. I'm giddy. There's also a new animated Star Wars show on the horizon. We don't know what it's really about, but yeah, there's been some like leaks. Yeah, I was like, you need to patch up those holes, Disney. Yeah, so it's or or. Are they the ones releasing? Right, and I heard that too. So, I've heard. I mean, I'm I'm hearing so much stuff. I don't know what to believe. The I future not for, to believe any of it. It's, it's all speculation. The future for Star Wars is bright. Um, like it's like a lightsaber. Okay. <laughs> um, Sorry, that was going forward. The the new season of Star Wars: The Clone Wars is coming out February seventeenth. 
Um, it still hasn't been announced if they're dropping all the episodes at once or they're doing um, an episode weekly. Uh, but we do know it's going to be 13 episodes. So we won't have to wait that long. Um, and hopefully that there isn't any gaps or anything like that. So it's very exciting. I just, I'm, I'm just going back to the Jar Jar Binks beard theory. Okay. And I'm like, I'm like on StarWars.com like news. Yeah. And like, even they're like, it's an outlandish rumor. Like, I don't oh know. really? It's okay. I'll just read what it says. It says, in what must be in one of one of more outlandish rumors since Disney acquired Star Wars, is being reported that bearded Jar Jar Binks will be making an appearance in Disney Plus Kenobi series. According to Making Star Wars, Jar Jar Binks will be reuniting with his old friend Obi Wan Kenobi in the series, which is set to the time between Revenge of Sith and A New Hope. If that wasn't surprising enough. Uh, Making Star Wars also claims that Jar Jar Binks will be sporting a beard. That all came from Making Star Wars. Okay. And that's that's not official Disney. Right. But the fact that like making Star Wars making Star Wars is a pretty big contributor to the Star Wars world. Yeah. They like have a they I don't know. They just they, they have their own podcast. Yeah, I would and say stuff. they really aren't wrong. They yeah they rarely are yeah so like I remember the first time I saw all of the rise of the Skywalker leaks yeah I saw them on making Star Wars okay well I'm but I just I mean I don't deny the fact that Jar Jar Binks will be making a return but I don't understand why he has to have a beard I don't understand because like I mean his species I don't know have I ever seen has there ever been one of those what's his species name. Um, it is, they are called Gungans. That's it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm like, I want to look it up. I really could see Georgia Banks having a beard, and just because of everything that's that's going on, maybe he kind of let himself go. Yeah. I'm not best is like, he better have a beard, because I've been struggling. Yeah, so. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just don't. Because are, are those... Uh, is that um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Are they like underwater creatures? Or are they are they above? Are they land creatures or water creatures? The Gungans. They're both because they can go on land, but their but their homes are underwater. Right. So I think that they choose to live underwater, but they don't like have to. Kind of thing. Is that what you're saying? I yeah. think so. I'm just like looking at images. I don't see any Gungans that are sporting any kind of facial hair at all. Nope, nope. Okay, well, no, not seeing any. No, like I remember, like the like the general. I can't remember his name. Uh, um, he's the captain. He's got like these like what looks like catfish like whiskers. Captain Tapas is is his name, I think. Yeah, he was in yeah, and he was in Clone Wars, and, and then stuff. he also makes appearance in Clone Wars. But he's the guy that says, "Ouch, time." <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But, like, he doesn't have facial hair. They no. they have, like, tentacles. Or, like, not tentacles. That, that's the wrong word. Like, like catfish yeah. whiskers. That's what they have. Okay. Well, you know what? It's Star Wars. It's Anything the, can happen, I guess. It's the a galaxy of, you know... I'm going to debunk that theory. I don't think he's going to have a beard. Impossible. Uh, possibility. Okay. Well, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If, if George Binks ends up having a beard, I say that you have to grow a beard. 
I can't grow a beard. Colin. No, you no, you have to. I can't grow a beard. <laughs> I mean, I can, but I'm not allowed to grow a beard for my occupation. Yeah, well. Okay. Maybe I'll figure something out. Okay, well, everyone, um, I think that's really it. I guess so. Um, we have rebooted our Snapchat, so... Yeah, go go on, our, on, on Snapchat if you have one. Look up Star Wars Stuff Podcast, all one word, and then go friend it. I, um, is there any caps? Nope, no caps. Perfect. Just all type it in. And then um, I post pretty much every day. I love to hear from people, so... Yes, do that. Um, go like us on Facebook, follow us, or subscribe to us on YouTube, because we're going to be posting a ton of stuff to YouTube in the up-and-coming months. Yep, go follow us on Instagram. And um, most importantly, go uh, look into our Patreon. Yes, because we have, we have a lot of exciting stuff. We have a lot of, like, we have an upcoming uh, three-part series on the prequels of the Star Wars universe. Matt worked really hard, by the way, on That's this. That's fine. Whatever. <laughs> but we're going to be doing, we're going to be doing, like, really a really, really in-depth review of the prequels. And we are if you diving are in deep. Like, like I mean. real deep. Um, like, real, real deep. One of my favorite parts of, of, the, like, of the prequels was the behind-the-scenes stuff. And, and there's a lot of it. And there's a lot of it. And we and, talk about it, like, a lot. And there's some stuff that 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 that, that we're going to be talking about that wasn't on the DVDs and Blu-rays that that we, we actually that Matt dived deep into like on the internet and did his research. Right. Like, this is this is like a deep dive. And on top of that, we are also going to be doing it for the sequels and the prequel. Um, well, the we're going to be doing it for all the yeah, trilogies. Yeah. The trilogy, the original trilogy, and then the new one. Yeah. And they're exclusively on Patreon. Patreon only, and and we probably will be going back and doing the commentary for those films as well because of yeah, we'll do commentary and the review. The reviews are different. The reviews yeah. that we talk about it, but the commentary we yeah. watch it alongside you, and then we talk about the, while we're watching it. The best way to describe it is kind of like an after show, like after you watch the movie. Yeah, you know, like, like if you ever watch Walking Dead. Yeah, there's the Walking Dead, and then yeah. there's the Talking Dead that exactly directly after yeah. Walking Dead. It's like that. So if you like that, you'll love this. So we'll have to come up with a name for it. So then, um, you mean for the the three part series? Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, and then the other great things that we are going to be doing um, for YouTube, um, we have a, a Star Wars uh, stuff podcast, but it's like a talk show. We have that in right. the works. That'll be. That'll be airing sometime in the next month. We don't have an official release date yet, um, but we're working on it right now. Yep. And we'll let you know, as we know, uh, when all that happens. We also are going to be... Actually, directly after this, we are recording um, right. n- new episodes for our commentary for The Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. So... If you if you've never seen the Clone Wars, we're this we're gonna be you're gonna experience it like never before. We're yeah. gonna be like talking about commentary. Yep. Uh, while we're watching it, um, things we see, things that we've researched and stuff like that. Um, so definitely pay attention, look out for that because we watch it in chronological order and we watch it right alongside with you, and it's an awesome experience. Joseph and David actually have new segments as well. Um, I know that David's gonna be doing, um. I don't know what David doing, but I know Joseph's going to be releasing yeah. uh, a book review. Uh, a lot of them. He he's got has, yeah he's got he's reading a lot of books yeah. right now. He has a lot of uh, a lot of 
books on the horizon he's already read a bunch of them and i think he's recorded some of them and then he's just gonna and then on the patreon they're gonna slowly um release them right so and then if you go on to our um youtube channel yeah we just released a uh a video with james and uh his and his friend uh uh rudy uh, and they did like uh, the Rise of the Skywalker. Um, they did their own thoughts and commentary, not a commentary, but like a review. Yeah. Uh, so that's a really cool video, and it uh, it just features James and his friend. And we're gonna be doing a lot more videos like that in the coming future. So definitely go subscribe to our Star Wars stuff podcast channel if you haven't already. Uh, we're on pretty much every social media platform yeah. you can think of. Uh, we have a Twitch now. Yep. We're going to be doing that more often in the future. We're just going to keep adding and adding stuff because of you guys. Um, because of we love doing this. We love hearing from you guys. And we just keep hearing that we want more stuff and different stuff. And, if you and that's what we're doing. We'll keep talking. Yeah. So, guys, thank you so much for listening. My name's Colin. My name's Matt. And may the force be with you always. always. It's a trap.